This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to audience, and this is Marcus Boston. I'm Cecil W. Adams. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Soul Audience. And you can find me at MarcusBoston314. You can find me at Cecil W. Adams on all platforms. You can pick up your merch, Soul merch, from buyjack.com slash The Soul Audience. You can also... Go down and support Colorado Bob Ship of Fools at 3457 Morgan Ford Road. We would like to thank you and ask you to like, share, comment, and have your friend listen to the Slardians. And we would like you to enjoy the show. Peace. We act like this is a studio. This really just a trap. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, I didn't even put a song on this time. I just came on. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Marcus Boston. And I am Cecil W. Adams. And this is the Positive Playground, the Human Becoming Podcast, and together we are the Soul Audience. I just added that today. The Positive Playground. I like it. It's dope. What, what was I doing when I was thought of that? I don't know. It just came to me. The, the Positive Playground. Well, that's his thing, though, isn't it? No, he's, he's positive people. Let's bring, let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. <laughs> that's where you came up with it. You stole it from him. <laughs> Okay, he did inspire me because I was doing a little homework while I was driving. I said, "Oh, because Courtney, this is Courtney from oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, Courtney of Something Positive for Positive People Podcast. Welcome to the studio, Courtney. Round of applause. Welcome, welcome." Really impressed with y'all setup. Stop it! Stop it! Don't do that. Like all this, all this stuff they can't see on the. I keep saying we can build some shelves so we can organize a little bit. Say it all the time. Don't she get moved? Mess with the feng shui. Good thing going here. Just like a graveyard ideas and stuff we didn't did not need. It's like things things we haven't we've outgrown that we don't need anymore. It's like oh, we should probably get some of our money back on this and stuff. Just stays in organized, unorganized boxes. We know it's over there. Like if something, if we need something, we know where it's at. It's yes. in this area. Yeah, yeah y'all are hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> like rest of shit. Like in my life, is you know simplicity is what I always you know just keep it simple. Like I, I just get rid of shit I don't need. But this is like podcast stuff. It's like no, I gotta hold on to it. It means something. <laughs> <laughs> this code I've never used, but I bought it, so it might come right. useful one day. I like the lapel mic I have. I'm like, I used it. I've never really even used it. <laughs> I can't tell you how many aux cords I have in case I lose an aux cord. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a crown bag full of cords. Mm-hmm. That- how many crown bags do you have? <sighs> like three. Three with stuff okay. in them, oh, and like two with just there, just in case we need for the future. <laughs> my granddad would keep those uh, Crown Royal bags, and there'd be more Crown Royal bags, mm-hmm. and more Crown Royal bags. Yeah. Like every one of them just hoarded. Come up a little closer to your mic. Yeah, because you're getting, that, you're getting an echo from the back. That's fascinating. Yeah, the, the Crown bags, man, they're, they're great savings accounts. <laughs> yeah, they are. Especially bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> and strippers. <laughs> Oh man! Trying to get an endorsement deal, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, whoever, whoever's paying. Whoever, 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 I am not. What, what, is he, what do you always say? I'm not for sale, but I'm, I can be rented. Right, I'm not for sale, but I am for lease and rent. Or <laughs> <laughs> keep the fuck. I am not for sale, but I am for rent and lease, and I'm for lease to own. If you're talking right, <laughs> we can negotiate. We can negotiate my ownership. I'm all for it. 
In most things. In most things. I mean, liquor, for sure. We're Walmart, if you're out there, we, we get, we're we rocking you guys today. Man, Same. 15 bucks, can't beat that. I said, shit. It's more of a Costco guy, but whatever. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's literally the exact same vodka. Yeah, yeah. The only closest Costco, I think, is what, in South County? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then when I'm balling, Manchester Marcus. Oh, <sighs> S.I.F.Free. God, everything has been going well, even better since we went to that first meetup. And I got us tickets for the second one. They have it in January at the um, Microsoft store. January 9th. I was wondering what the Microsoft on there was. Yeah. So I guess they have a collaboration with using that space or Microsoft. And... I didn't even know Microsoft had a store. Yep. Galleria. Ah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's January 9th. So I got us tickets for that. I just got four because I didn't know who we were bringing, but I figured at least Did four. Did it cost money? No, it was free tickets, but it's still, a, I guess, a, on so much space because I guess it's a store and they... Well, she put she had the last ones on Evan Bright as well. Like, yeah, she, I mean, there may be a kickback for her, like, yeah, maybe she's a promoter for Evan Bright. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, some got because I think Free got Free and S. I got that. Then he got like a gamer night too up there, video games and shit at the uh, Microsoft Store. Yeah, I'm not coming in January. Xbox person, so yeah, I'm not shit. I just want to go hang out because I don't play games. I play with your mothers. Ooh, I used to. <laughs> So anyway, we have a guest on today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saving this show. Oh, man. Hello, how mercy. Courtney, thank you for coming down to the BBC. I feel like you're, you're, your heart's hurting a little bit today. It hurts, man. I'm, I'm, at, I'm at peace with it. Okay, cool. So, Courtney, how's it been going, man? <laughs> good. I haven't seen you good. since the meetup. Yeah, it's been a minute. Huh? Yeah. Can't yeah. wait to the next one at the Microsoft store. I got my ticket, too. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to it. I like the growth that's been happening between everybody and stuff. I mean, and I think all it took was just somebody like get like S dot and free like putting it out there, and then mm-hmm. you know like ah oh, fuck, we should be doing this, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, critically awesome. They're Missouri as well. Right? Yeah, they uh, like a Kansas City Springfield hybrid. They mm-hmm. do a podcast remotely with each other, and they used to do like a. I don't. I, I should. I need to do more look into their stuff, but they gave us a shout out early. This year, because mm-hmm. that's when we was up at a uh, Mikos, mm-hmm. and I gave us a shout out, and I gave my shout out on the show, and um, you know, like now people are reaching back to say, "Hey, let's do a collab," which I reached out in August for before the glow up. This ain't even the glow up. This is just a, little, a step in the right direction, and no, nothing. You know, it was dry. Now, now it takes to see. Oh, now, oh, now you want to play with this? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to play with y'all before this game. Yeah. I didn't know this was even on, this wasn't even on the table. It was up was to August, so it maybe was, but it wasn't this. Was we talking to me? Not August. What, what are you talking about? I was talking about when we got over to um, lineup. We we had a meeting with them in well April, right? It was like spring. May. It was early spring, late spring. It was no, it was March. Okay, it yeah. was March, and then yeah. We had made a little run. I'm like, hey, let's reach out to other podcasts, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Price just goes up the longer you wait. <laughs> we always talk about that. Like Apple stock, and you should have bought it. I said, all right. Try to, like like Matt Johnson and uh, Nike deal back in the day. Remember that? That came out Came out in the um, news. I know. I'm sorry. This is not, that's about you, Courtney. Courtney, not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's reading books all the time and he's always wanting to drop knowledge. Oh, like, Bring it on. So like an orator from Socrates and Plato. Socrates was a G. Socrates was like, Courtney, so tell us about <laughs> So we're gonna run through the show. I have I have a blueprint in front of me. I'm still going off the tangents. So we start off the show with the week that was. So this is the part where you can let us know how your week was, good, bad, and different, anything you want to share. And you'll go first and see so then I'll close it out. 
Ooh, so this past week is the first week that I've been back on my podcast Instagram account. So I uh-huh. took a one-week break off of it just to see who I was without that because mm-hmm. I know that it's real easy to attach our identity to the things that we do. And so I decided, you know, I'm kind of, I'm not necessarily overwhelmed or anything. There wasn't a reason for it. I've just been reading a lot of different books, uh, Letting Go by David R. Hawkins, The Body mm-hmm. Keeps the Score. So I was kind of mm-hmm. learning about trauma and I wanted to put more time into reading. Mm-hmm. And during that break, there were a lot of things that just kind of came up and I thought that I'd be like having a panic attack anxiety because it's like, what if someone reaches out to me and I'm not there? And um, given so short version about what the Instagram account is. So I host a podcast, something positive for positive people, for people who are living with STIs uh, to to get the experiences of other people who are living with STIs so that they can kind of cope with it. Uh, there are people who want to commit suicide after a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And I've been reached out to by people maybe a dozen times. And I was just so frantic about what happens if somebody reaches out and I'm not there? Mm-hmm. So I log out of my Instagram. As I'm logging out, I see one of those message requests come up. So it's somebody who doesn't follow me. And I was like, I can't. I already committed to doing this. My girlfriend's right there. She's like, I thought you were going to get off Instagram. I was like, I'm off. And I sat there and I was like, what if that person really needed me? But I had to trust the fact that I made a post that was like, if you need me, email me. Mm-hmm. So I get an email and I set up a call with this person and it happens to be the same person. And they were frantic, but not like suicidal frantic. Mm-hmm. So I got to talk to them. And after that happened, I was like, I was good. Yeah. It was like, cool. My conscience is clear. I can stay off of this. And during that week off, I made more money training people <laughs> and I got work. And it was just all this stuff that came in yeah. as a result of just kind of clearing out that space. Mm-hmm. So. Coming back to it, I realized, you know, all right, I don't necessarily need this, but this is something that I like doing. You understand? Uh, it's a tool. Yeah, it's a tool. So, and it's not necessarily who I am, but mm-hmm. it's more of an extension of who I exactly. am. Exactly. So it's just like a vehicle of expression for that. Yeah, that's it. This is your paintbrush in the, in the world, it's your canvas. That's all it is. And we don't own this shit. That's, that's the biggest thing, I think, for me is understanding, just watching, you know, um, different levels of success in podcasts, how, or even artists, whatever, they get so attached to, platform you don't own being if Instagram chooses to take me off their platform they can do that they, that's a private business I choose to be involved in but what I can do while it's an option build my own playground so I, there's a we have a website you can go to so if this all turns to shit if Mike if Mike Zuckerberg <laughs> fuck Mike Zuckerberg <laughs> if all that turns to say we done well this continues without y'all so how many other places I can have I can have more of an ownership and stake in what happens um to reach my audience and still keep the train moving mm-hmm. so like, you just get you up so I'm like, oh, okay we go to squarespace and so now i was like oh now we got your audience website i'm like well let me go ahead and try to build out one for cognac just to see if i can get it done and then that just takes time and like he's like i spent i spent more money on less how i not spend money on something i actually enjoy have you uh you looked at wix wix is all free uh, well, I bought, I bought the I own the domain. I bought the other domain name, so I got coningacorner.com. Oh, I nice. got that. I was just using Squarespace to design it, so I guess I can't jump over to Wix. I didn't think about Wix. Y'all hosting the podcast through the website? Um, so audience has its own website through Lineup, so it's an independent website that's run by one of the guys over there. Um, I just started looking into one for cognac to host, so just in case, like I say, everything goes to shit. The website is a place they can get everything they get from there. 
and I'm just more more shit on my plate. Because <laughs> okay, I, uh, I use Squarespace, mm-hmm. and uh, you can host your podcast directly from Squarespace and upload everything through the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was currently uploading like the last episodes up, and just get just figuring out the mechanics. Mm-hmm. So when I go live and everything's up there, I can just easily put it in, in line with everything else. So yeah. my, now it's just getting the right pictures and colors and blah, blah, blah. like this is a lot of fucking shit. I see why web designers get paid so much. This shit is tedious. But it's just like what we were talking about earlier as far as fitness goes with YouTube right now. Everything that we need, we can kind of learn how to yeah. do it to an extent. Mm-hmm. But you probably want to bring in an expert for the more detailed stuff. Yeah. So you can get started doing anything and then bring people in who are going to help get you to the next level. Yeah, and most of the time you find people that are eager to help people that at least started on their own. They're more passionate to help you and give you little like expert notes than the motherfucker just say, come in and do it. I was like, okay, let me at least show you. I'm trying, motherfuckers. I don't know what. Once again, back to how we got the podcast. We don't know what we're doing, but fuck it. We're going to go and see what happens. And that's the best way to do anything, though, man, It's just to get started. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. One of my favorite ones is the uh, Jordan Harbinger show. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who the guest was that was Who, on there. Who's Jordan Harbinger? So he was, I don't know if he can say the name of it, but he was on a podcast that was about uh, how to get women. Mm-hmm. And over time like i needed that at the point that i was at in my life i was mm-hmm. like all right how i do this because i'm single again <laughs> and, I'm and i'm listening to the podcast and it was more than just say this thing wear this act this way oh is that, was that the uh, pickup artist guy no but oh, okay. they talk about him okay okay so, maybe have like a show mtv i said what the fuck is this mtv and why am I watching it? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you, you, it's captivating, right? Yeah. But um, he he did it from a different angle, so you kind of saw his evolution on mm-hmm. that show where he was kind of branching out to where it was more about being social, yeah, and knowing who you are. And uh, there was this episode called the Value Scale where you kind of mm-hmm. talk through um, basically how you value yourself, mm-hmm. how you value other people, mm-hmm. and I think that was the one that kind of clicked for me. Like, oh, I need to be better myself like i need to focus on courtney yeah and then that's when all the stuff comes so you don't really chase people you don't chase no you just you just vibrate at such a frequency they want you Mm -hmm. i'm the fucking prize that's probably the problem too i think i'm the prize too damn much (laughs) (laughs) but but with that said but with that but this is what but every time i think i'm fucking up they be like, oh, I miss you. I know you do. Now, I thought I thought it was me. I knew it wasn't a fucking problem. You, it ain't even been a whole week. You're already, I miss you. I said, what, who does miss you for? Ain't for me. Does it make you feel better? I'm like, oh, yeah. And I got time today. Hit him with that new phone. Who this? <laughs> <laughs> hit him with the gift. Who this? Yeah. New phone. Who this? I said, no, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, you fucked up. What you want? I want my, I want my fan back. <laughs> Come get my fan. But uh, bringing it back full circle, though. So <laughs> Thank you. The podcast, I got you. <laughs> I do this all the time. <laughs> uh, but the podcast just turned out to be more about like social intelligence yes. and how to be social and mm-hmm. have emotional intelligence. And it branched off to him interviewing people that were not necessarily in the dating world, mm-hmm. but more so in like success, like entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. people who are really doing something. So that's where the show is now. Now it's just called the Jordan Harbinger Show. So he interviews really interesting people. Yeah. He had Ti on there. Yeah. He had the Ooh. real Rick Ross on there. Yeah, so, Rick, Rick Ross, Rick, Rick Ross on, on Ti's early cup episodes. It was uh, good. I mean, listen to that because I'll listen to anything with it. Like, I, I'm a big fan of Charlemagne, so I'll listen to a podcast he on. You know, I know the story yes. he's going to tell. I've heard it a thousand times. 
I still enjoy that story. And that's how podcasts grow too. I mean, yeah. you like cross promote with one another and yep. everything. Oh yeah, every time. That's, that's really what it's about. Because like you like talking to people that's in the same field but has a different perspective. Like I like being on shows. Like as much as I love hosting and and, and being in the leadership role, I love just going on. It's like oh, I ain't gonna do shit but just talk shit, nigga. What the what a what a look at. That's why I was so happy to come on. He's <laughs> like, yeah, man, you want to talk? Yes. Yeah, get have at it. Get get to lay your hair down. Lay your hair down. This is funny because my least favorite thing to talk about is fucking politics. But I have people wouldn't me to go on their podcast and talk politics. I'm like, I hate politics. He does. Why the fuck do you want me to come on your podcast and talk about politics? Because my opinion differs from yours, I guess, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. fine. But like, I honestly don't give a fuck about politics in two shows now. <clears throat> two. Well, maybe come on and talk about politics because of my views. I'm like, my views is I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to get me to choose a side. I do like Tulsi Gabbard. I'm throwing it out there. Because she seems to be the most real, and she's not chasing likes. That's what I like about her the most, is that she doesn't chase likes. Mm-hmm. She talks about legit shit. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Plus, she's oddly attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a power thing. I don't know. I'm joking. I like uh, women with power. And, uh, okay. All right. Courtney. Yep. You oh, were saying. Uh, we throw it out. Out. I was just saying, yeah, 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 like action is what brings about motivation. Like you don't get motivated to do a thing, mm-hmm. you do a thing, and then you become motivated to continue doing mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. That's, that's a great perspective there. I never thought of it like that, but yeah. Once, so it, it makes sense. Say, once say it again, Corden. I'm going to steal it. Go ahead. So no, it was just like action. Or we don't get motivated to do things. Mm-hmm. We do a thing, and then as we continue to do it, we get the motivation. Damn, it sounded so clean the first time. <laughs> but no, it's just um, the way that he described how motivation works is you don't wait and get motivated to go do something. You start to take action mm-hmm. and then the motivation comes as a result of you taking action. Mm, yeah, yep, that, that's dope. That's fucking, that's, that's fucking good shit. Do you do that. stuff whenever, say, something gets easy? Do you try to do something new? <sighs> Nothing ever really gets easy for me. Right, right. <laughs> um, I don't know about easy. Is it just like you become used to the process of how you get that done? You know, I'm always wanting to try new shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just new shit. Like I want to learn something new, you know, always growing. And like, I feel like death is just doing the same shit every day. Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Going to a fucking job you hate, (laughs) sitting in a fucking cubicle. So many people are dead already and living. I'd rather live. I'd rather rather work hard trying to live than waiting to die. A lot of people just waiting to die. Yeah. I mean, think about growing up. Like where I'm from, it was. You, you, you get out of high school, you go to college, you get a degree, you meet a girl, you get married, and have kids, and then you die. You know how much money people make off of people believing that that's the way you're supposed mm-hmm. to live life? Like, <sighs> Everything around it. us. Like, imagine if we lived in a world where everybody was just free to love who they want to love, do what they want to do, and just like, you know what? I want to go grow my own fucking vegetables mm-hmm. and sell those <laughs> to the people around me and like just be around people that I love being around. You can't make money off like no the powers that be can't profit off of that because mm-hmm. of your freedom. So in a way, like we're all sort of enslaved to that belief and just kind of crawling our way out of it's materialism. I that. think. I mean, a lot of it's just the shit that you work to buy shit. You know? Yeah, that's it. And for me, it's it's you know I'm over all that. You know, like I got shit I want to get done, but it's like everything like that I'm like oh I need this. Like, do I really need it? Mm-hmm. Simplify, man. Just, and when you start to ask yourself that question, like that's that alone is so freeing. When you mm-hmm. have the awareness of, do I need this thing? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just want it. Maybe you just enjoy it. You know. Mm-hmm. But it, it, you know, and to me, when things 
changed in my life was when I stopped caring what the other people said I needed or what they thought I needed, you know, or they were always trying to tell me what I need to do. That's my fucking, that, when somebody says, you know what you need to do, that's like the fuck, I'm just like, I'm already hate you. <laughs> I'm like a bull seeing a red cape. I was fine till you said that. Right, right. <laughs> now, if it's something, if somebody's, if I respect their opinion, like it's somebody like, you know, if we're sitting in with somebody that's been doing a podcast for 10 fucking years, yeah, I'm going to listen to the motherfucker. And he's going to, well, what you need to do, cool. And I'm going to take what he's saying, or they are saying, mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a man, doesn't have to be a female, or whatever you identify as. <laughs> Clean up on now three. Right. Because <laughs> everybody's a fucking expert. <laughs> but that, to me, it's like, yeah, I'm going to listen to what you have to say. But if you're somebody that's never done shit, but you're going to tell me what to do a podcast about, and you've never done a podcast, then fuck off. I'm such a fan of suggestion. You know, you can make any suggestion you want right. to. I don't mm-hmm. have to do it. But, yeah. like, sometimes there are good suggestions that, yeah. you know, align with what it is that I'm doing. And sometimes there are ones that are way the fuck off left side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you for suggesting that. <laughs> and we <laughs> we just move on from there. But our suggestions go to Cecil because I reply, like, this is some stupid ass shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Marcus, huh? Sorry, right, man. I'm out my business. I'm gonna be quiet. Suggestions over there. This is a suggestion box. I don't, I don't. I'm not good. He gave me the ones that's relevant. Oh, that's not a bad idea. No. He does all the screenings. I'm like, this is stupid. What have you done with yourself? Who are you, sir? Tell me about yourself. Let me get We're over there the first day at the at the studio after we just signed a contract with him. And I'm like, I'm really, you know, thank you to Lineup Media for letting us be a part of the the family. Blah blah blah. He's like, nah, they're lucky to have us. I'm like, motherfucker, we are sitting in <laughs> sitting in their goddamn studio using their fucking equipment. We we got a year of this, and we're just gonna start the first day off like this. Like they're lucky to have us. You like these motherfuckers know. Like these motherfuckers know. Hey. This is we a partnership, okay? <laughs> my ownership days is behind me. <laughs> Letting y'all know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Got my eye on y'all. So how long how long you been doing your cast now? Man, it's been it's going on three years. So it wasn't a podcast right away. It just started with me interviewing people who were living with herpes and sharing the audio with people who said that they wanted to kill themselves after their diagnosis. So uh it's been officially a podcast for a little bit over two and a half years, but I'd say I've been interviewing people for going on three years. Right. That's dope. You saving lives, man. I feel like I ain't doing enough. I, ain't I know, right? I'm mean, all like, I say positive playground. I'm just here for the shits and the giggles. But he's saving lives. Like, yeah, shit, that shit. Mm. Right. Well, thank you, Courtney. This has been sweet. <laughs> I can't take credit though, man. It's been the guests who come on trusting me with their anonymity because yeah. a lot of people are deathly afraid of oh, yeah. being outed mm-hmm. for their status or other people finding out or the wrong person finding out and mm-hmm. letting other people find out. And for people to trust me enough to be like, yeah, you know, I'll come on, I'll share my story. Like we have direct correspondence. Yeah. And names are used. Yes. Like I, I credit all of them for yeah. coming on. And right. Y'all the gas, I'm just the vessel. Yeah. I'm that's just, it. Yeah. that's it. I'm the boat. Y'all the oars. Not whores, but the oars. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. All right. Someone actually messaged me today and we're like, they sent me a screenshot. Someone messaged them. We're like, hey, was that you on Courtney's podcast? I was like, oh, fuck. Then I read the rest of it and it was like, because I want to talk to you about juicing and i was like oh good because the lady was real excited because she uh-huh. was so pumped on the podcast yeah. about how uh she got real healthy like mm-hmm. after her healing process or her diagnosis and yeah. started juicing and everything so yeah. in that instance somebody finding her was a good it was like a good thing but yeah. i always tell people too 
you know, if uh, after we record, you can delete me off social media so nobody, like, searches, oh, I heard this name. Yeah. And then they type it in and they just go down the list of who has that first name. Turn them fucking inspect the gadget. Oh, yeah. I leave last names out of it. So oh, for sure. Like, you can just deny it. Like, no, that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I thought you'd give me a signal. I said, what's no, up? No, no, run, no, run, no. Run the, uh, the, uh, up hey, man, listen, I told y'all, I will talk. Oh, no, 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 I'm, money. Yeah. no I'm, So, is that, is that the week that was? So, it was the, it was the podcast. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, so, I, I know, brother. <laughs> I, if it were for this paper, I, it would be all over some shit. Yeah, but uh, I think that that was really it, man. Like, uh, being able to spend more time with just myself. I spent more time where I was more attentive in whatever it was I was doing at the moment because a lot of times my head will be off into what's happening on Instagram, what's happening at H on my chest. Like, mm-hmm. am I missing anything? Like, it's just that, that FOMO. Yeah. So being able to come back to that and just kind of like awarely, if that's even a word, but to have the awareness that I can just kind of step into it as desired like yeah, yeah i want to get on her and interact with people mm-hmm. like that alone was helpful for me because again you know you can just so strongly attach your identity to something else and become that let that become you yeah yeah um um i think we our generation is definitely the last one that remembers life before the smartphone you know what i'm saying like they have a special uh designation for for some of the zennials or something like that the uh because it's in between the X, Generation X, and the Millennials. Yeah. It's like 78 to 86 or something like that. Like uh, a Y and a half or something? Something. I think it's, I think it's called Xennials is what they came up with. Yeah, yes. Yeah, because yeah, we are that bridge between the two. Because I remember having a pager. I remember getting an AOL account. I remember I'm like AOL chat room. That's how I became a keyboard gangster. I told my friends, hey, y'all need to get y'all white girl training up because they coming. I see it. I synced it. And even regulars got bodies. So I know we got the ones that got bodies from reason, but the regular ones, they walking around St. Peter's poor stall with bodies, don't even know they have bodies. They're out there. Just get your, get your training, get comfortable. Cause it's a different sport than dating black women by far. It's a different, different sport. Gotta be like Bo Jackson out here. Gotta be like Dion. Gotta be, be in NFL and in baseball. Gotta have a little bit of balance. Start now. They didn't believe me. Now it's 10, 15 Wait, years later. Were you one of those dudes going in chat rooms and shit back in the day? Uh, I, I spent time in there. I was like, "Hey, everybody, how's it going?" I had nowhere to go. I had no car. I had no family. I had no glass ass. I was in, I was on AOL on dial up. <laughs> Welcome, you have that. mail. <laughs> I just missed that. So, like, my friends. Were How do you? Thirty. Oh shit! You said a page. I was like, "All right." So he bought thirty five. <laughs> and uh, on the twenty third. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man, we almost days. Yeah, yeah, damn, yeah. <laughs> Two ways, AOL, uh, dial up, um, all that shit. I remember that shit. You know, writing my hate. You like me? Yes, no, maybe. All that shit. Yeah, See, I was in college when all that <clears throat> started coming about. Like, I mean, I, he was a dope. He was jacking off in socks by then. Probably doing stuff with girls, space? wasn't you? Were you on MySpace? Uh, yeah, I had a MySpace, but it wasn't like man. I didn't pay attention to shit. I was like. Gonna be an athlete. I was gonna be in the NBA. Could Everybody you, else is. Give me some ice. Could you pass me some ice. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was that was a different time for me. I was on uh, Facebook right before college, just because that's when that was how you connected with people. I remember, like, right. I remember Google had to, like people had to send you a Google invite to get on like Google to have an email. Cause I had Yahoo and shit, man. Well, like yeah, I had people say, "Oh, I'm on Google Suites. I'll see you an invite to get myself." Let me in. Or when I met this girl, 
Um, she was she went to Fun Bomb, but she was on Facebook back when we had to have a college EDU to get in. And she got, I was like, I don't, I'm not in college. I don't, I, I want to get on Facebook. Right. I missed all that. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, man, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. I remember the Razor, I remember the uh, trios, the uh, Time Ports, the Motorola, all that shit. Breaking phones. My first, my first phone was a Kia Sarah. Who I had one of those too. The little silver Kia Sarah. And I remember I sent like two text messages. and I, But I had to get on the, the internet to send a text message. <laughs> so every time I'd send a text, it was costing me like 25 cents. Oh, I remember those. I remember those. <sighs> I got my first bill. Well, my mom got my first bill. My ass was on fire. That was- Dude, you think about back in the day, how many, how, many people, how, many, how many people got fucked over by some bullshit with their cell phone where they get a bill. It's like $1,000. Mm. And you're just like, what the fuck? I remember when it was... Uh, I think I moved to St. Louis. Yeah, because U.S. Cellular came out with uh, free incoming calls or whatever. Oh, there was no long distance uh, anymore. Ameritech. Call somebody and be like, hey, hang up and call me right back. <laughs> My free man's off the nine. <laughs> Dude, it was, such, it was such a fucking racket back in the day. And now like people just started making it free, making it free. Yeah, like look at Facebook. You can call people, FaceTime them, message them, all of that. Oh, my God. From I'm, anywhere. So I'm filling in at this, uh, this holiday bar down the street. And uh, it's just a Christmas bar, right? And this kid working in this room is like, hey, uh, you have to call me on Facebook if you're going to call me. I don't have a, a, a phone plan right now. And I'm like, brilliant. Damn. <laughs> All right, homie. I was like, miss call. No one called. I said, oh, who called me on Facebook? What in the? You mean young girl. They'd be like, uh, what's, your, what's your snap? Uh, can I have your number? Oh, I love. I What's love your Instagram? I was like, I you know what? Snap. You know what? I should, where's your mother at? I don't yeah, have to talk snap, to you. You got to walk away. The snap, <laughs> yeah, I love Snapchat. Just kids like, like twenty twenty one borderline. That's borderline. <laughs> the snap is the snap is. I I enjoy it just because like it goes away, so I don't have to remember. <laughs> I don't remember the dumbass shit I put up on. I'm always cutting these thirty second videos about dumb shit, and it's like, whew, I don't remember that any of that. Oh I'll always forget what I'm responding to. That's what gets mm-hmm. me. I'll be like. Mm-hmm. What? Or mm-hmm. somebody else will forget what I'm responding to, yeah. and then we're yeah. just like, you know what? I'm like, what did I say? Because yeah. I don't remember. Because I was talking some shit, and I was in my feelings, and I'm sorry. But if I said to you when I said it. Right. Well, see, that's why it goes away, so it didn't happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? You'd be like, what? You'd be like, what? <laughs> Prove it, bitch. But then you get the motherfuckers that do what they said. Like, oh, I saved it right here in my chat. Uh, why is it still there? You get that screenshot oh, no. notification. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I bet you love it. <sighs> I'm gonna love it again. I know. I, am. I get the best memes on Snapchat. Too. Yeah, oh, Snapchat? Good yeah, yeah, man. They get you them the accounts that you subscribe to, and it just feeds you. Like, I'm so glad you had that week away from breaking from 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 um um social media and stuff. Cause I have that in moments. As much as I post and do shit, that's a lot. I still have areas and times where I can. Being a book, being a documentary, like I can just I understand it's a tool like a hammer, so I can sit it on the charger and not. I come through, I light up timelines and let it sit. Then I come back hours later, and say, oh look, all my notifications. Hey, look, it's just sort of fun. I get, I can sit there. I got these pages because I can now. I can better direct, interpret what I'm saying because I've re-energized. I can't withdraw out of the deposit. So I'm depositing shit into my spirit, to my mind. I make sure it's valuable. And it's worth regurgitating. I don't know where it's going to come up in conversation. I don't know when it's going to be valuable. But I know I put enough in to when it comes out. People are like, oh, exactly. Yes. It's like the scene from what's the, uh, what's that, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, I, 
when you used to say that, I'd be like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then like, then I started just paying attention and like being aware when I regurgitate something I hear on a podcast or from an audio book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, Marcus on something. <laughs> and it's crazy how to hit later. You know, like you, you hit that flow state. Else. It just mm-hmm. comes yeah. out. You're like, that sound like a goddamn genius. <laughs> That's how that action motivation thing worked. I didn't. That didn't hit me when I was listening to no. it. You know, that shit just came up whenever you need it. You know, mm-hmm. you can't withdraw when you don't deposit. You can't go to the bank and take our money. You didn't put in that motherfucker. <laughs> the, the body and the mind is the exact same way. You, you hear motherfucker regurgitating bullshit. Oh, you watch Love and Hip Hop, huh? Oh, you watch? Okay, yeah. We shouldn't be talking because we not even on the same wavelength. I, I just hate. I hate conversations, especially hearing them at the bar. The conversations where it's like two people are talking about something they have no idea about. And it's just like they're just saying stuff. This just this broad stroke answers that maybe they're portraying something in a negative light. And it's like, motherfucker, do you even really know what the fuck you're saying? Or are you just spewing rhetoric? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which which is fine. I mean, you, I mean, you can ask questions about something, but don't act like you're a fucking expert when you don't know. When you're just a headline reader, and you oh. and you read and you read, you know, you read something that's far left or far right, and then you're just like, whatever you are, that's that's how you're going to frame that, and you're going to put it into your own uh, I guess vocabulary put, or, yeah, or uh, interpretation. When you, you can't, like, we had a conversation on the show we did recently, like, if you, you can be a headline reader when you have a lot of information to draw from, because you can interpret what you're reading, so you can look at the headlines, oh, I understand what it's coming from, what they're trying to say, because I've got reference to other things that's bigger than this moment of this headline. Well, all you know is headlines. How can you interpret something you don't know anything about? Like, you can't, it was, a, it was a good quote I heard about success. You can't talk success a person only reads failure. Ah, that's deep. Ain't it? I mean, that's like, uh, there's, there's a, there was just lately, I've noticed that this guy that I thought was like, had all this shit together and was just really on top of everything. Couldn't find out, you know, once I dug deeper and like got to know the guy better, it's just like, motherfucker, you ain't got shit figured out. Nothing. You're addicted to being pissed off. Like, mm-hmm. I thought you used pissed, being pissed off as, as motivation. No, you're addicted to being pissed off. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just like, you know, yeah. Yeah, oh, that, man. That runway is short. Yeah. Man, one thing I noticed about those, uh, those like headlines that people have mm-hmm. been posting with no kind of context mm-hmm. is sometimes if you read through them, the information that's in it is contradictory to what you would yeah. think about the headline. Yeah. I, t- I told somebody, I was like, dude, so I read this thing about like how uh, marijuana is being legalized somewhere. And then you finally go through it. Like it's talking about why it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then you get in there and it's like asking you to join a fucking cult somewhere. Like, <laughs> right. that's, that's how way it goes sometimes. It's, 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 it's crazy. What, what, what we turn to as a culture is just like anything to get a click. Because newspapers mm-hmm. are out now. So now like people aren't reading that shit. You know, just like uh, the, the the guy that's running the, the Christmas bar market. He's like, oh, I'm going to stick all this money into newspaper and radio and TV commercials. I'm Sir, like, are you making it great again? Because that's you sound like great again talk. Because all this shit you talk oh, about is. is no longer he's, popping. He's, he's chumpy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Radio? Radio? I was like, dude. Like, like the special person radio? Like, like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, what's, it was, uh, Omar, Omar. No, 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 Omar Cuba oh, Good. Cuba Cuba Good. <laughs> he says the breath. Omar. Oh, that's funny. It's, it's funny. I was like, man, for, uh, a third of what you're spending, I can get that every piece of information you want in front of people. And he's like, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. This is the way to do it. I'm like, well, if you want to spend 6000 I'm not telling you how to spend your money. For me, I try to find the most efficient. And, you know, if we do it through the online, well, why don't you do it for me? I'm like, well, like the Joker says in Dark Knight, 
if you do something good, never do it for free. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not, I, I have a business mm-hmm. that just on pause for a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm here because it's right by my house and you know, this is easy money for me. I'm not going to do all this shit for you for free. No. I'm not putting my name on your place. No. Because one, I don't know you. <laughs> First two, and foremost. Two, you're super Trumpy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't go either way with with with. We don't want to get on that sinking ship. This, yeah. this in general, this is a person. That's a bad ship, right? <laughs> and, and the only reason I'm doing it because it's my benefit. Yeah, it's not my fault. You had circumstances happen to your place, and you couldn't do what you want to do. But you're going to learn just like I have to. I had to learn. Like you're not. I'm not giving you my knowledge for free. No, like I'm, I'm. I'm over that. I'll give somebody some pointers, but if you want me to come in and run your shit and get your ship floating the right way, mm-hmm. you got to pay me, man. Yeah. I think we're at a point now, like what I'm hearing out of you is that I don't need the experience anymore. Nope. I got the experience. I need the money. Yeah. <laughs> right. Could you pull me the bag around, please? <laughs> oh, now we're talking. And, and you know, like I told him from the beginning, I was like, man, I'll, I'll work here and I will promote you on my certain media outlets. But as long as that check clears, that check down clear, <laughs> you're not going to see me anymore. It's no, no, no. I'm not mad at you. Check didn't clear. All right, man. Well, I'll see you later. Like, this is, this is some total fucking, um, uh, mercenary type shit newspaper and radio that's uh, crazy it's just that's how how people don't get it yeah well i mean think about how we do things though like i had to look up one day and be like oh shit i'm 30 and the people that i'm needing to reach are in their 20s mm-hmm. you know and older than me so i can't talk to a 40 year old person the same way i talk to a 20 year old person mm-hmm. and i can't talk to everybody like i'm talking to people who are in my age range you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's one thing that people might just struggle with especially mm-hmm. getting older it's like well this is what works this is what works and you kind of lose track of time too like yeah, time, yeah. I just fucking looked up and i'm 31 <laughs> you know <laughs> Oh, what day is it? Oh, shit. What's five years when? I ain't done shit. What have I done? October, I turned 40, and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I, don't, I feel I feel better at 40 than I did at fucking 25, mm-hmm. you know? I'm well, learning. because you've been going vegan for a week. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's my week it was. <laughs> right? No, it's, when, you, when you stop doing all the bullshit that, you know, didn't think mattered, and then when you started cutting little things out, man, life changes. Little steps out of the big results, man. And, uh, you know... <clears throat> And I try not to be that guy who's like, you want to help everybody, and you're always like, well, you know, I did it this way, and this is what I'm doing, and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes I'm just like, fuck, you did it again, man. You had to tell them about the cold showers. You, know? <laughs> you had to tell them that, that you're doing intermittent fasting. Like, you had to, like, why, you don't need to bring that up, man. Like, you know, that more, because I never want to be that, you know how you can tell somebody's a vegan? <laughs> oh, don't worry, me. they'll tell you. I'll tell you. So, like, I posted on my, on my, on my Facebook about, you know, switching to vegetarian and fuck. everybody had a fucking opinion. I didn't read the comments. I saw the post. I said, yep, not going to watch this. And, nope. <laughs> not going to do it. And I was just like, ah, uh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. I love when he said something on his Facebook. Yeah, I see all the fucking replies. He's like, how many he got? Oh, yeah. Not getting involved in this. <laughs> it's, it's cool, though. Like, uh, there are people who there are people who uh, do it the right way. I think that the right way is to be more suggestive about it. Like, mm-hmm. here, I'm not telling you what you need to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to shove information and violent shit in your face. But here are the facts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's some stuff that you can consider and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a lot of vegan people that I follow on Instagram. And it's just more of a matter of, like, curating the content that I see. Mm-hmm. of just being, like stuff that I can get something out of. Yeah. And as I'm scrolling through, like these are people who are just, you know, sharing, they're living what they're saying. They ain't yeah. just throwing shit at you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess being 
have is sort of curating an eye for people's presentation of themselves. And like you see, like I've I've, I've said this all the time. Like I've noticed there's two type of podcasters. You have people that are doing it for a community, for trying to help somebody beyond themselves, and people that's doing it for themselves. And a content sort of goes in parallel. It's how they present themselves to the world. Look at that. Like you can tell between like you can tell the difference between our pages and what the goal is between all three of them and personal pages too. And then you can see other people like, how you have these numbers, but your content is not, I'm not inspired to do shit. Like, that's not even good stuff. That's no, that's not, nothing, there's no spark. I want to you, I want to go to any, any of the pages we had. I want you to leave with some kind of spark. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, that's good. I want you to feel some type of way and wherever that goes, that's fine. But some people are like, that's not even, what are, what are we doing here? It's, what are we doing? I, I think it's just addicted to being uh, an agitator, you know? Mm-hmm. Some people that post it is just the only reason you post it was to be an asshole. Wow. I think I'll take it a little bit deeper and say that it's really about attention. So it's more about yeah. like, how can I get people to look at me? I'm going to post this thing that I agree with that I know is going to stir up shit. And then you got engagement in your comments and you're really just like, ultimately, all we want is to feel connected with. Yeah. And that's what their attempt is. I have a friend that, that posts stuff about Trump all the time and she doesn't even like Trump. She just does it for attention. And but I mean she's making money off her Instagram. Mm. <laughs> so I mean, but she doesn't like, you know, she does shit just to get people's reaction. That's like uh that they were talking about. There was a girl that uh went around, it's it's been on YouTube. She went around and she was dressed like a like a total SJW, you know, going around like, Yeah, let's impeach Trump, let's impeach Trump. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, uh, what's the vice president? Uh Mike Pence. They're like, yeah, and she's like, they're like, she's like, I can't wait for President Pence, and everybody was like, everybody then was like, figured out that she was just fucking, uh, just trolling, trolling, because mm-hmm. you think it's bad with Trump? How bad do you think it'd be with fucking Hunter Pence? Oh, people forget that. I'll take another year of dealing with that shit, which doesn't affect me directly. I mean, but I take we're. Fucking Hunter Pence or Mike Pence or whatever the fuck his mm-hmm. name is. Like, fuck that. <laughs> that dude, that dude wants to put gay away. people pray, in prison. Pray like, the gay away. Pray the gay away. Pray the anyway. gay away. <laughs> anyway, back to what you were saying. I think, you know, you even see it in the election now. Mm-hmm. With the election, you see these these people that are candidates, they're just posting shit to get attention and likes and all this other shit. Like uh, the, the one the other day said, I'm going to get $7 billion for entrepreneurs of color. Like, bitch, like, where are you going to come up with seven billion dollars? What, like, what does that mean? Well, what an entrepreneur of color is going to think is, oh, that, there goes my, oh, you got my vote, right? Like, exactly. that, you can really rationalize through that. What does that yeah. look? What does what that happened? mean? Right? Yeah. How is this going to come to me? I, if it was like a hundred thousand dollars, I'd be like, oh, she could do that. But when you say you're going to get seven billion dollars to give entrepreneurs, first off, just entrepreneurs, you're going to give them seven, you know, split up seven billion dollars. What are the qualifications? Does me selling dope on the corner entrepreneur? Like, why do we can cut such a broad statement? Yeah. But people they, they do it to get people's reactions, and it's like, <gasps> but then you know, malarkey, but no then, malarkey. But then you know, the, then you have all these all these other people that are like, well, I'm Armenian. Does that am I an entrepreneur of color? Like what you know, like it, it just went down this path and she just did it for attention. And it's like because they have people that are like, Oh, this is where everything's trending. Entrepreneur is really hot right now. Make a post about entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck off, dude. Yeah, one of my reparations is hot right now. Let's say something <laughs> reparation esque. We're we're doing we're doing investigation. Invested what? Ain't an exploratory meeting meeting about a meeting? 
Too many goddamn meetings, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make a decision, good or bad. Let's make a decision. We're in a fucking meeting. We have four years of a meeting. Okay? <laughs> Shit. That's what. That's the thing. My my meeting mentality is the the same. I think it's Bezos or somebody's like, uh, they have a pizza. They put the pizza down. And this meeting's going to last as long as this pizza does. Hmm. Just because meetings can drag out for no fucking reason. Not eat fast, motherfucker. <laughs> right? <laughs> Especially when I'm stoned. <laughs> really eat fast. <laughs> Meeting gonna be over 10 minutes. <laughs> Make it count. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, see, so your week that was. I finished your week that was. I want to cut oh, you yeah, short. Man, I think, yeah, we got it. You need to refresh your beverage before you go, go around this table. <laughs> Could you give the young man some eyes? He said thirty. I'm so I'm so done with guessing black people ages. As I should know better, I get I get like twenty eight. People don't know me enough, or they just see me on first glance. So, but oh, how do you? I'm like, yeah, nah, nah. what you twenty eight? I said, oh, girl, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, I, I, I did that shit with S dot. I said, you know what? S dot, I'm not playing with y'all no more. I'm not guessing no more black people ages. How she? She she's thirty eight. Man, exactly. Right. That's what I thought. I said, look at God. Boy, black. I said, man, if I ever go back home again, is it February yet? Wait till February. I'm going home hard. I'm, I'm, I'm preparing to go home in February. I'm going to get me somebody good in February. What's That's home? what I'm going to do. So oh, every February, oh. I'm, I de- exclusively date black women in February. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody gave you shit about that yet. Oh, oh, oh. It, yes. Oh. oh that, he man. doesn't have a lot of dates in February. Oh, that way. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious that you say it and on the podcast where everybody can hear it. <laughs> he 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 definitely. It's a lonely road for him sometimes. Come on, man. Let, let's hear it. Now, it I, I got to hear the rest. If it wasn't for black women, I would never have found cognac. It was when I it was around. The, well, how long Black Panther been out? Two years? Oh. So maybe maybe around that time, I was like, you know, I'm going home in February. And so that's when I fell into Hennessy. And I was like, oh, something to do say. A black woman put me on. And I was like, wow. Yeah, it, it was two years. So it had to be maybe. I think it was two years ago. But like I did it this past year in February. And... It panned out, then that led us into the podcast. So with that, so wait, wait, <sighs> this timeline. So what year is this? A nineteen. So we started eighteen. So <laughs> February last year, eighteen is when I got into cognac, and then we start the podcast end of last year. So it was when that last February, I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna focus. Black Panther came out. I'm gonna focus on black women. It was a good month. I found Hennessy, and I found Duce, and like it just sort of spurred me into. A lot of things that came my way. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make every oh, February. It was February whenever we tried to live off 100 bucks, too. No, that was March. We tried to make the whole month just off 100 bucks. Yeah. yeah we, we, and, and remember when we set month. all those goals? We had the we goal did. wall. And- we had a lot of yeah, stickers on the wall. We, 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 we kept with the podcast, though. A lot of shit that wall came and went because life happened. <laughs> right. But the podcast stayed and got stronger. So I guess <laughs> all, all in all. We, we, we challenged each other each month to do something. And, you know, it lasted for a while. And. You know, then like running and doing all the shit, and I think the bar came up so fast. It, that, yeah, the yeah. bar just came in. It was like, and wrecked oh, all those plans. All like, them, yeah, everything we had planned that come in like year was wrecked because the bar got there. So like that, we just all it was in the bar. Yep, and everything so, we were doing. Yeah, and like, every, all the pasties, pasties we had on the wall. I'm going to do this. We brought this down. Da-da. 
Mm. Bar killed all that shit. <laughs> They're like, oh, you got all these plans? <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so like February, black women only. So, you know, I have a heavy cocaine problem. Um, started in high school, and I was like, you know, I hold on, get- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it, 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 it took a minute for me to get the terminology right. I knew but exactly. Now what I'm is getting it. it. Yeah, now yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's coming fast. All right. All right. <laughs> he switches over that. Uh, no, I don't even want to make the joke. I was gonna switch. I was gonna switch to another drug that was only black. But the only black thing I came up with was black tar heroin. And I, I was like, I was like, you do nothing else black tar heroin. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I figured if you said it was okay, but if I said it, it's like one of those, in my head, it's like, see, it's, see, you have more black women than I have, so technically you're good. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I played basketball in college. So, what's, so what's the issue? Let, let's, let's talk, let's talk through this. What, what's the, what, um, what's the problem here? The Is issue. There a problem? There's like, not an issue. It's just like, you know, during my youth growing up, I was welcome into the, the, the cocaine community and all their lovely flowers at a young age. So I got conditioned to how to approach and win in that arena. Don't let them get it twisted. There was some crack in there, too. It wasn't just cocaine. They wasn't all cocaine. It, was, it might have been a couple of crack rocks and a little dirty bunnies in there in between. <laughs> I love a good dirty bunny. Now, for those that don't understand what dirty bunnies are, dirty bunnies are white women. They're clearly into black guys. Oh, it's almost like it's almost like a cool event to how women like thugs. I like dirty bunnies. Something about like I know I probably should say the black woman who deal with this bullshit, but like something about this about this bullshit being wrapped in this white packet is really entertaining to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I play alone. Those snow bunnies. <laughs> Those dirty bunnies oh is like thugs. Like you know, I love me like I love me like girls. I love me a bad boy. I like a dirty bunny. Like a dirty bunny would catch my eye. Like ooh, I shouldn't put that bunny I mean, in the fat form jeans. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a vivid image too. Ooh, look at Iggy. Over there, Iggy would be a dirty bunny. Or uh, Amber Rose, dirty bunny. Amber Rose is the ultimate Kim Kardashian, a dirty bunny. Even though she tried, she's them dirty bunnies. Oh, all right, all right. So it ain't really a problem thing. So, like, I, I can kind of relate though, because I mean, growing up, I liked weird shit. Like, it would be weird to black people. Yeah, you know. So I went to a county school, right around like I went to a mid, I went to Brentwood. It's a mid county school. To what? Brentwood, exactly. Brentwood uh, is small, exactly, bro. <laughs> Out of 66 students in my graduating class, I was the only black guy. Uh, Out of a high school of like 300 people. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it All is right. what it is. So, here, so here's my question. Though. Are you, you're not exclusively only dating one race? No, no, I'm, I'm okay. open to them all. I just lean. It's so, just like that's what's in your environment. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I, I, know, I know the route. I know how the process figured out. I know, I know, I know how this game goes. I'm, I'm a champion. I'm a Hall of Famer in this certain sport. <laughs> I got this figured out to a science. Wait, wait, who's Hall of Fame though? Mine. Okay, <laughs> they probably disagree. They probably say this motherfucker on the bench, but in my mind, <laughs> I'm in the rafters. <laughs> but I might be in a rafters sitting down in the back, at the top of the arena. But in my mind, I'm like LeBron out here. In my mind. Um, but on February, you know, I, you know, I, I, I used to be the snowman. Okay. I be trapping out here with the white girls. I had years where I, we always eating. I was like BMF. I was out here just moving weight when weight means actual weight. Like there was some big girls involved in there too, but they were good big girls. You know, they was curvaceous. They was fashion over curve before fashion over. I'm out here laying Brian Torrey. I'm talking about all that, <laughs> you know? I speak the language. I have appeal to this demographic, and I exercise it to my maximum, and I make sure everyone around me ate well. Is ate well too. 
So if I, when we all were some, this is how I was getting it back then. Here's, here's, okay. So do you think that, because you're still, I've seen the quality getting better, but I've seen some, 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 when you go back. I think it's because it's. <laughs> These are slides. These are my some slaps the backs. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I think it's because it's so much easier for you now because you got all the confidence going that you're just like, man, this is. This is layup. This, this, this is a layup. That's a layup. Oh, that's right. a layup. And I'm like, ah, yeah. I should be here. And then, like, I'll give him the look. Like, so it's more about, like, who, like, your confidence and who you are, like, just bringing in whoever. It's how much work I'm going to put in. Like, these women deserve great things and great people. But I don't feel like giving you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd rather give more time to everything else besides you right now. As much as you deserve what I can give you. I know what you bring to the table in your luggage being probably divorced, couple of kids, all the other shit. I respect because that's what people do. I don't bring a lot to the table with baggage. I bring my, it's like a little stick and a little, little knapsack of like bullshit. Like, oh, this is my shit, you know. I think you have a low tolerance for bullshit. Anymore. Yeah, like I don't have to, I like, mm Is that because of like all the reading and. Yeah, reading has ruined my life. My life changed 2015, last semester of college at UMSL. Yeah, that's when I graduated at 15. That's why I got into books and shit, and like I got the work. I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch bullshit anymore. Like some, of my, some of my mind said, "I need to do more." I don't know what more is. I'm finna graduate college soon. I pay this shit back. I need to make the most of this time here. And what I've done thus far, all my slutty shits, I, I my sister, my, and I didn't sniff all my lines of cocaine. I can sniff. I've had all the parties, all the bullshit I can do. There has to be. I'm here from something more. What more is? I don't fucking know. I know that's out my system. Let me focus. That's why I really got into books and library cards and da da da. da. Then once you like, once you know better, you do better. And that falls in line with women and who you surround yourself with as well. To where I'm like, I can't even take you serious. Everything about you is amazing. Except for you ain't. What are you here for? Like, what do you want to do outside of me? What is your purpose? You can't answer your question. I'll come on your house and you watching fucking murder mysteries and thinking just because you can cook well and do nasty stuff, I'm supposed to be <laughs> okay with not having you not having no ambitions there's for no, your greatness. It's not that this knocked off ninety percent of. Uh, <laughs> there's not enough sustenance there, right? It was nothing, and she was amazing. She had all the nasty shit I like. She dressed how I like all that dirty bunny shit. I enjoy. I love. So we talking about one person. Yeah, it's a string of them. He's been, I'm, a, I'm a repeat offender. <laughs> there was never the substance I needed to say. You know what? You are inspired. You are want to do something great, and I can and I can help you get there. Even when I ask the question in text or whatever, you just go past it like I didn't say nothing. So what can I help you do better? Like, well, besides the shit you do for me, which is cool. What do you want to do to be great? You don't have an answer. Nothing I can do. We we are in our, we at the end of this road. Because yeah. I don't all the other shit. I got Paul Humber X videos. I really don't need you. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I get the same conclusion with or without you. So what do you bring to this table? <laughs> Nothing. Cool. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and mind my business. Go back to what I was doing. You wait. And you, and you out of my little circle of uh, influence. Like I gotta travel. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and your Wi-Fi week. Oh yeah. You really. <laughs> <laughs> Come in a Wi-Fi tester. I'm not showing your connection. Okay, I can do some work here. Wi-Fi. First thing you ask, what's the Wi-Fi password? Right, you ain't got no five G. What is this? This regular Wi-Fi? Who the fuck? Mm-mm, this ain't gonna last long. Oh man, there are amazing black women out there. I've met a lot of them. I let, I've let a lot of good women go. You left, and or they left. I mean, it depends on telling the story. 
<laughs> and then there's there's some that he never took a shot that he really had a thing for. You know what? That's tough though, because like it can be I'm intimidating. He wouldn't go though. this way. <laughs> yeah, that's intimidating though to shoot your shot with somebody. You're like, damn, that's an amazing ass person, and you just be like, nah. But then like, you know, you never know. What if you get in there and it's like not what you thought it was going to be? I think that's my it's, worst fear. Yeah, my worst fear is getting exactly what I asked for, and then it not be that or it look <sighs> different. And that's why you can't, I mean, in, I try not to be absolute in thought, but like sometimes, you know, you're like, man, this would be amazing if this was, the situation was this way. And then you get into it, and you're like, fuck, what did I do? Mm, mm, mm. What is this? This, this is not what I this thought. This car is as nice as I thought it was going to be when I got here. Hmm, this ain't this. That's like my biggest fear when I'm finally able to buy a G Wagon. I get in and drive it, and I'm like, this is fucking terrible. It's <laughs> <laughs> my Chevy. Where's my monster? <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? This is goddamn garbage. Uh yeah, oh, man, that's that's a that's a huge fear. I, like I think some people are better in my mind than they are in real life. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about earlier when I got to know the person that I had put on this pedestal as being mm-hmm. great, and then you get to know him. And you're like, is that why they say never meet your heroes? Yeah. Oh yeah. But think about how we meet our heroes. Like we compare people to the perfect image that they put out there on social media, on mm-hmm. TV, whatever's being pumped to us, and then like. Imagine, you know, you meet somebody at, in the dark at the club, you go home with them, you're like, damn, she bad. And then you wake up, and you're like, oh, ain't no makeup on. Like, I love meeting, when I meet women at the gym or like mm-hmm. in a natural habitat mm-hmm. where they're just like them. Yeah. And then it's always been like a bonus when they go to put makeup mm-hmm. on. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh you bad. Oh, I like you with the sweatpants <laughs> and looking glistening. Ooh, you yeah. cleaned up. I'm stuck. To, to me, hard work is sexy. Like, if, yeah. if, if you know, somebody's laying around the house all day and, and going out at night and you see them all dolled up cool but like if i see on whatever you're you're putting in work and working Mm -hmm. on your body and working on your mind and and doing things to get better and driving towards the goal that shit i'm okay that's like the worst time to approach a woman to like if they're just reading minding their own damn business yeah don't fucking talk to me while i'm wearing sweatpants and no makeup Uh, yeah those are like the one that's when you really want to talk to them because those are the ones that would Mm -hmm. have more substance like this is the kind of stuff that you're doing yeah is the kind of stuff i'm into and i think back when i used to have female friends all my female friends got married and got kids now still working through that um but i would say just i was i was a, my suggestion that was a real pause too that was a real sigh that was a that was a definitely a dramatic pause let the, let the drama build i always suggest just go out and, and get involved in stuff that you enjoy like you know if you single if you don't go don't, don't waste your time not i say waste but don't prioritize your time on the site just go do things you like if you want to do volunteering stuff you want to do network stuff just go out and live things that you enjoy and you'll meet people that like those same things or might just be on the humbug and you hit it off like just do things that you enjoy to make you better to make you increase your value what's yeah. on the humbug on like on a whim ah, gotcha. on a humbug on a whim you know what i'm saying so like get involved if you like pets not a big fan. Go enjoy volunteering with pet stuff. Like get involved in those communities and you'll find people, men or women, that have like mindedness and then you go from there. Don't lean this onto a website and dating and think you're gonna find who you need. No, get involved. Like you say, action and motivation. Yeah. Get you in the right direction, you'll be all right. Let's start a podcast just, and yeah. just start putting it out there. Right. Exactly. Find like making like minded exactly. people. That's and you know, like this community we're involved with now with the SEL podcast, like I don't know these people, but it's all dope shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I love being a part of it. You know, like, granted, my my theories behind podcasting may be different from theirs. You know, like, 
when we're doing our, all three of us, we're doing a podcast for a purpose. You know, if, you know, to me, do I get into a pop culture podcast? No. But I did have fun the other day when we were on a pop culture podcast. Mm-hmm. That was cool. But it's like, I don't want to get addicted to where, like, I'm just caring about what's next and what's going on in the world yeah. with everybody else. I'm, you know, I'm here to, you know, I'm here for a purpose and I'm still figuring out the purpose. Mm-hmm. I, we don't know what it is, but, you know, when I find it, I'll get there. You know, like with the stuff with Dave that we're coming up with the ELP, this, uh, uh we got a friend, Evolution of uh, Dave. He's got an awesome uh, YouTube series. He's been on the podcast. Uh, he's launching this uh, evolutionary lifestyle program, and we're all going to be a part of it. I told you about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but-, but it's it's just simplifying, like we talked about earlier, simplifying the the things you should do each day. It's just it's, it's going to be such a simple plan for people just to evolve as people. And you know, is that my passion? I don't know, but I'm going to try it. Yeah. And will help promote it, you know, and, and maybe it turns into something, maybe it doesn't. I mean, it's it's trying shit. And when you're doing the same shit, staying around the same people all the time that are all like, oh, someday I'm going to do this, someday I'm going to do that, you know, well, how how is it making good just talking about it? If you're really losing friends, you ain't growing. <clears throat> just yeah. what it is. I look forward to new people. Like, oh, I got to start over? Yes. Like, it doesn't scare me. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't know nobody. I go in the room and say, I'm going to walk out knowing somebody. If not, I'll come back next time. Like, right. it doesn't, I have no fear of, like, doing shit. Um, I have no problem just walking with my stick and just going forward. Fuck it. We're going to be all right. What's, like, what's what they going to do? What? <laughs> what? If you want if you want peace, prepare for war. When I leave the room, they're going to talk shit about me? Cool. That's it. Play, I'm going to give them a reason. <laughs> I can't believe that guy just, like, has all these great ideas and does stuff. Just goes out and does it. That's so dumb. Like, Yeah. I ain't said shit, but I've done a whole bunch of shit I can't remember. Right. I forgot more than you've done. There's you ever you ever have a time when there was somebody like bring something, well so and so got offended by this and you're like, What? I don't even know who so and so is. But it's some <laughs> some kind of action that you did where you were like, Oh, he's offended because you talked about working out and he doesn't work out, so he got Oh, like, stuff like that. Yeah, a little petty shit. I'm yeah. just like you spent your bandwidth to talk about that. Yeah, imagine like how much more of that is really happening inside their head. This is only what they can communicate. Right. So, like, that just, could be a common Oh, my God. Just people being stuck in that kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, being so caught up in being like, afraid to give up good to be great. Yeah. What do you get to lose? It's probably like a comfortability thing, though. They're so comfortable in what they're doing and, you know, not getting outside their box, I guess. I don't know. I feel I'd like say we- the most uncomfortable thing that I did would probably be when I up and moved to Houston. Moved to Houston, Texas. I was there for a job and a girl, like 51% job, 49% girl, because I would not have went if I didn't have a job. All right. It would have been the worst thing to do. Oh, yeah. And uh, we broke up shortly after I got there. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. And then um, having to be there and like figure out stuff, like being by myself, being mm-hmm. single, and then having to work and spend time with myself, like all of that mm-hmm. was just so much like tension just being pulled between me and this was a tension that i created mm-hmm. for the first time and i was like man i ain't going home i ain't going home i'm gonna have to sit here and make this shit work so mm-hmm. when you begin to just sit in that discomfort like that's where that expansion that growth comes yeah. from because i had to go meet people i mm-hmm. had to go socialize mm-hmm. i had to do the things i like doing and that shit was a challenge too just figuring out what you like my biggest fear was always having to go back home Mm-hmm. Go back to my small town where I'm from, and, mm-hmm. and like they, driven by fear. I've been driven by fear for so long. Now it's like whatever, but like at the time, it was like I can't go back. Home. What was it about going back home? I think it would have been like at the time when I cared about 
at the time it was because of judgment by other people. Yeah. Uh, he didn't make it, you know, like what he, he had to come back and get a job at this, the factory where his dad works, you know, or something like that. You know, that, that type of fear was like the biggest thing I could, it's like, I don't want to see the judgment in my dad's eyes and where, you know, and it was just like, I feel like I failed or I didn't try. Mm-hmm. It was one of those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't, I was always trying shit and he still doesn't understand to this day. And, and you know, like, it, it's just like, uh, you know, when I told him about a bar, he was just like, well, you need to do something else as well because that shit ain't going to make it. Because <laughs> doing shit that he doesn't understand, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think our parents and people around us, like, want to protect us and want what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And you got to make the assumption that everybody's doing the best they can with the information that they have and what they're doing. But, like, we got to take it for what it is. Like, they didn't have the same amount of information that we now have mm-hmm. in order to know what to do, what not to do, you know. And if something doesn't work out, there's always something else. Right. And, you know, I go into conversations with people that have, have done, had more success, let's say, financially than me. And then I'm just like, wait, you're just stuck in this box and, and you're only doing it this way. I mean, granted, you're, you're, you're winning on this part, but you haven't, you're not, as a human goes, you're not yeah. as rounded as I thought. You know, because I'm thinking that they got there by doing the same things I was doing or I've been doing mm-hmm. whenever, no. They figured out one thing, this is what they're doing. And they're sticking with that. And I'm just like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. But I feel like there's a little bit of a freedom that comes with that kind of structure and stability. Like if you can maintain that routine, I guess, of doing that thing that allows for you to, in other areas of your life, be able Mm. to explore and expand. Like, that's cool. Like, I would love that. But I'm going to definitely want more time with the freedom than I am with the structure. I really enjoy just being able to talk to people and learn about them. You know, and see what they're doing, and maybe take something from their life that they're doing that I'm not doing, and maybe they, you know, learn something me from me. I bring some kind of value to them. Yeah. And that's anytime I have a meeting with anybody, I try to make sure that I have something valuable for them, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, if it's a real estate person that I'm having a conversation about one of their buildings. You know, I always like, oh well, hey, I don't know if you know about this, but this isn't on the market. But here's this address if you want to take a look at it. You know, maybe it's something you want to put into your portfolio, or if it's, you know. uh you know, when we were talking, I knew you're a trainer. You know, that's why I talked about the Wim Hof. You know, like things I do, and you know, just maybe something you hadn't heard of. You know, yeah. and that's you know, providing value, and and people always want to take. Yeah. They never want to provide any value, and that's one of my biggest things that that drives me insane. Is I I had to get to a point where it's like I just don't expect anybody to bring any value. Yeah, and if everybody's giving, like think about your environment. Mm-hmm. Like in my environments, everyone always was like, "No, nah, I got to keep what I got." Can't go broke giving. Yeah. Wait, what? You can't go broke giving. Oh, I thought you said the opposite. I was like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's just been, and I I call it the survival mindset Mm -hmm. because that's what I grew up with. It was like everybody's scarcity. Either you believe in scarcity scarcity or abundance. Yeah, it's one Either you're survival or thriving. But do you know how hard it is, though, to go from survival to It takes courage. It takes courage to walk on, take the step and not not know where the next step's coming from. Yeah. Take that first step. You can't see the stairs case, but you know, I'm going to keep fucking stepping and see where he leads me. Yeah, it takes right. courage. Mm-hmm. And so just like creating a environment, a community, like creating a community. Create that a tribe. That whole give, give, give mindset. Like you're investing and you're mm-hmm. getting returns on your investment. As hashtag, as looking hashtag tribe 314. Yep. That's the whole point of the tribe, man. 
everyone in the tribe just doing themselves and, and just working together. And I've had a hard time just letting go of some shit that's happened to me in, recently in this last year. And it's like, I'm trying to grow and I don't have it figured out, but I'm I'm learning to just be like, well, that's, that's the way it. it is. Like when you, when you are at a place where you just know you don't have it figured out, right. you're not one of the people that doesn't have it figured out and everybody knows but them mm-hmm. and no one's telling them they don't have it figured out. Mm-hmm. Same shit. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for people to realize they're fucking up. And everybody, like you said, everybody can see it, but you know, they, they have to, when that glass breaks and they're like, Oh fuck, I'm the one that's been fucking this up. Mm-hmm. Then they start to grow. Sometimes people just won't. There's like, Oh no, that's blame casting. I hate people that blame cast. And that's mm-hmm. one thing. Like I will take everything on me. Everything's my fault. Yeah. Anything that happens at a fucking mm-hmm. bar is my fault. Yeah, and then you know, and then when I'm talking to other people, and they're like, "Why aren't you pissed off? Why aren't you screaming and yelling at your staff?" I don't scream and yell. First off, that, that's not oh, going to do any good. I, yeah. How hard is it to? Because there are some people that that's their language. That's mm-hmm. how they listen. That's how they. That's what they know to respond to. You can respectfully tell a person like, "Hey, here's what I expect from you. Please show up." And when they don't meet those expectations, you reshape the expectations, mm-hmm. and then like they don't get it until you yell. I don't want to have to be the kind of person who has to speak your language because that's not where I'm. That's not yeah, where I'm at. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need be. you here. Yeah, that's all. I, I, I don't want to go back. Work. I don't not about to backtrack and yeah. get angry with you because that's the language that you understand give me out my character because you can't evolve and, not and gonna do it that was hard when i when i took over bob's it, it was i was with bob's staff and mm-hmm. so everything was bob's and it wasn't mine and then now that we have this break i'm gonna i'm gonna reshape the whole thing like i can't those people aren't getting my mindset and they weren't doing the things the way i wanted it to be done and you know is that it took me a while to figure out that just because they're not doing it my way, maybe they can adjust and gradually do it. And I was trying to be super patient, but it's just the same shit kept happening. Yeah. And so now it's now I'm going to build my staff. First, it's just going to be me. For Until I get the investor paid off, it's just going to be me. I'm going to, six days a week, I'm going to be in there 3 p.m. To, to close, bartending. And then, you know, I'm going to bring one person on and show them what I want and teach them. Because mm-hmm. that's all I want. I want Bob's to be a place where... People come and they they work with me, and then I'm show them how to use this skill that they can take wherever the fuck they mm-hmm. want to go all over the world. You can it's bartend. A, it's a dojo. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Yeah, and when you do it that way too, like how many people are you bringing up to just be able to do what you're doing there, so you can go do that again somewhere else? Right, like that's exactly. real estate. Mm-hmm. Like life is legit real yeah. estate. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I want them to be able to, you know, hey man, I'm moving here. Well, they're gonna see that. They worked at Colorado Bob's and they'd be like, oh shit, you worked for mm-hmm. at Colorado Bob's? You Colorado Bob's trained? Your sensei was Cecil? <laughs> sensei Cecil? That's, that's all I want. That's all I want to do. I want to show people that, you know, you're never just a bartender. Like, this is a skill. There's a skill to it. You're not just some fucking hot right, chick behind just, the bar. You're just a barber. No, you are a therapist. You are a Man. lot of things. Yes. <clears throat> and that's you what are, I want you to are change. A community leader. And that's what I want to change about the industry is is develop a, a tribe of people that within the industry that, that I've trained and shown you know, the way I do it. Maybe it's not right, but there's some principles to it that I know I do that other people don't do. Places where, you know, where the owner's not some dude that uses it as his own private fucking whorehouse, whether it be guys or girls, whatever you're into, mm-hmm. they surround themselves with that and just start fucking all of them. Like, no, no, yeah. this is a business. Mm-hmm. We're going to run it as a business. Simplify the process. People process and product. That's what's a show gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three, P, three P's. P three. P squared. No. The square. PQ. PQ. Oh mm-hmm. I call them. I call them three P's. But whatever. People yep. process and product. 
And you yeah, know, for Cube, that's right. You right? Yeah, Cube is four. Oh, is uh, it four? No, no, am I wrong? I thought it was squared is two, right? The fuck if I know. I don't know. We get rings. I thought three was cute. That could be wrong. I don't, I'm not good with math, so I'm right. not going to fight. Well, there's three the P's involved. The three, the three P's. <laughs> People, process, and product. Right. That's it. And that translates <laughs> to any industry and anything. Like, if you get those three down, that is a universal law. That's one of those Socrates, Newton type things. Those three things, if you understand how those are moving, anything can work. Yeah. I mean, podcasting, like, I mean, I think the three P's is in the, in the way of we approach podcasting and working with other podcasters being themselves. I want you to have experience. I want you to leave a feel a vibe and then I'm going to follow that vibe up with promoting your stuff. Like, I want my stuff to be showing your stuff. And, like, open door policy. Like, it, this, ain't, this ain't mine. This this life ain't about me. It's yeah. about how I can help others do whatever they do is. Jay-Z said it best. We're, we're whistles, and the wind just moves through us and makes music. I don't know if mm-hmm. he said whistles. He said vessels or whistles. Probably vessels. Yeah. You know, this is birthday today, too. Jay-Z, happy birthday, Jay-Z. Sean Carter, December 4th. I'll hit you up later, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he been holding out on me this whole time. <laughs> oh man! So, uh, are you are you originally from St. Louis? Yeah, so from St. Louis, born and raised. And I know you're gonna ask me this. I went to Hazelwood Central High School. I'm not from St. Graduated. Louis. I wasn't there. Oh, I hate the questions. I don't ask. What time? The one time. I'm ready. I'm ready now, motherfucker. I know you're gonna ask. I got him in the holster. I got him in the clip. Got in the barrel. Ooh, I'm ready. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was also I was known as a cookie man in high school. So 2006, 2007, I sold cookies, actual cookies, chocolate chips, sugar, s'mores, damn, M and M sometimes, and then peanut butter. So what I would do is buy 24 packs of Pillsbury Doughboy cookies. Mm-hmm. I'd put them in the oven. Put it on 350, 12 minutes on the aluminum foil. Like, I had that shit running like a legit business. You had a trap house. Straight up. He was a dope man. <laughs> dope man. He was slaying the white sugars. He was slaying the sugars. I made, I made probably $300 a week. Damn. And this in high school. Early so entrepreneur. I was the man until senior year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but man, it was crazy though, because like I had, I got to a point like I think that that's what taught me how businesses work. Mm-hmm. Like you do something, you build something from the ground up. People you trust, like those gonna be the people I give my cookies to. Yeah, and they gonna bring me back. A pers- they're expected to give me back X dollars. They can do whatever the fuck. Frank they want. Lucas, that's if what you don't get, <laughs> <laughs> love it. At Pillsbury Magic. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I mean, shit, like, that, that wraps up high school for me. But yeah, I was born and raised here. Got my entrepreneurial spirit from the Hawks. Go Hawks. Woo woo. Uh, graduated 2007 with the Southeast Missouri State. SEMO. That's my neck of the woods down there. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're from Cape? Yeah. Uh, I'm from Owen, which is oh, uh, dude, uh, over in Southern Owen. Shiny College. I went to Shiny. I played basketball at Shiny College. Uh, Shiny, you heard of Shiny, right? That Shiny, junior College. Shiny. See, yeah. so you old, man. It's like, a, it's, it's just a lot of towns around there. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm from uh, uh, Illinois side, but yeah, little little bitty town. You know, I think it's 400 people now. Yeah, like what? Well, yeah, it's one stoplight town. There's no stoplight. Okay, oh, uh, Courtney, back to you in Southeast Missouri. <laughs> oh, see, I used to cruise Broadway back in the day. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, yeah. Burrito Bill. 
What's that? Burritoville. Yeah. Oh, man, them dirty fries. <sighs> I used to get them with steak and bacon. We used to go to, there used to be a place called Fries. <laughs> <laughs> they would drown the Tupperware in queso, and you'd always, there'd be more cheese on the bottom than on the top. Mm. Mm. Life was good. Mm. Eat that shit no more. <laughs> no. Not today. Mm. Stay away from me, Satan. Oh, man. Southeast. See, did you graduate from SEMA? Yep. Nice. Graduated 2011. Got out of school. Got my first big boy job. And then I got herpes. You want to go ahead and transition? <laughs> <laughs> Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.